You're listening to the Am Life Podcast. In this episode, I'm interviewing human design and alignment expert, Chrissy Avis. If you have ever wanted to learn more about your human design and how to apply it in your life, this is the episode for you. Hey, I'm Jennifer Blanchard, the Feel Good Life Coach, and the Am Life is an unconventional guide to creating the feel good life of your dreams. Conventional advice says if you want something, you have to do more, sacrifice, and work harder. But that's a bunch of nonsense. In this podcast, I show you how to work from the inside out to have everything you want and more. Here, you'll find a bridge between the woo-woo and the practical, so you'll know exactly how to create the life and business of your dreams. Because it's not either or, it's and. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the And Life Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Blanchard. I am an author and a mindset coach who helps you to live your dreams and get whatever you want without worrying about how you're going to do it. And I am so freaking pumped for today's conversation. I have been doing some human design investigation for the last year, but definitely for the last several months, and have really learned a lot about myself from it and have applied it to a lot of things and it's been really useful. So I thought, how great would it be to bring on a human design expert, someone who knows a lot more about this than I do, someone who can give us an insight into understanding ourselves better and using this in our own lives. So I am very excited for my guest today. I have with me Christy Avis. She is a human design and alignment coach who is dedicated to helping women learn about integrate and embody their human design blueprint so that they can live their most authentic aligned life. Her Facebook group is going to be in the show notes and so will her Instagram so that you can check her out and welcome Christy. Hi. Oh my gosh. I am so, so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I've been just anticipating this conversation since we talked about doing it. So I'm, I'm very glad to have you here. Oh my gosh, me as well. Human design is like the bread and butter of my life and what I do and what I teach. So I'm so, so excited to bring it to your people and talk about human design and how you can integrate and embody it. Yay. All right. So before we dive into all of that, I would love for you to just tell everybody a little bit more about yourself and how you got into all of this stuff. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is, this is like my favorite thing to talk about because um, I actually found human, this is something I say, like human design doesn't, you don't find human design, human design finds you. And human design found me when I was in a place of um, just starting my business. I had just left corporate America and I had had a really high cash month and I was so sad and I was so burnt out because I wasn't doing what I loved. I wasn't doing it in a way that I loved. I was working 16 hour days as a virtual assistant and it was just, it was not great, right? And one of my clients who I was a VA for, did human design. And she always talked about ease and flow and trusting yourself and listening to yourself and having just this divine guidance and this divine intuition that she was able to tap into where her desires were leading her along her path. And I wanted something like that, right? I was in this space of just really understanding that money wasn't going to make me happy. Working all the time wasn't going to make me happy. I thought it would, but then when I hit that point and I was burnt out, I was like, there has to be a better way. There has to be a way where there is more ease, more flow, more enjoying my life. And that's when I found out that I was a manifesting generator and I had this sacral authority that was leading me. So I started diving into this work and diving into my sacral and I literally transformed my life. I became a human design coach. I work like, like a projector. I work like 
like four, six hours a day. I love my life. And it was such a huge transformation for me. So human design was that transition from being burnt out into a life that I love, a life that I desire, and really just following the rose petals that life gives me instead of being up in my head and trying to logic my way through life and business, right? Oh, yeah, that sounds so delicious and lovely. <laughs> and I could think of a million things to ask you about that all right now. So, um, but let's back up for a second, because I think probably a lot of people listening are going to be like, what the hell is human design? So could yeah. you just explain a little bit about what this is and like how it's used and all of that? Absolutely. So this is this is such an extensive topic, but I will give you kind of that general like what it is. It's really the path back to you. It's the path back to yourself, right? So there's been a lot of conditioning within our society where we are taught to use our mind to make decisions. We're meant to make decisions from logic, decisions from pros and cons list. And so many people have found out that the life that has been put before them that they're supposed to do makes them feel like crap. They get there and they're like, this is all there is. This doesn't feel like the most expansive version of me. And so what human design is, is it's really this expansive and empowering way of understanding your intuition and the way you are meant to show up in the world. So your human design was chosen before you even came here. And so basically what it is, is it's this, this chart that has a lot of different pieces, right? It has astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the chakra system, the Kabbalah, quantum physics, all mashed into the system and it is a comprehensive system. So there's been a lot of people who look at the chakra system and it's a piece. They look at astrology and it's a piece. Human design is the bringing together of all of these pieces into a comprehensive system that shows you how you're meant to make decisions in the world, how you're meant to interact with other people. It's incredible. Yeah. And that's a really, really good description of it. I feel like, because that that's what it's helped me is to see like, oh, okay, this is how I'm meant to show up. This is how I'm meant to make decisions and, and do things like, so that has been a huge eye opener for me. Yes. A hundred percent. It's so, so powerful. And it helps us undo the conditioning of what we should be doing or what society has told us we need to do. And those things won't make you happy if you're meant to be on a different path. And so many of us feel like we're on this path that has been set before us and it feels unfulfilling. It feels like we should be happy. It should be going better. And it really is your intuition. Human design connects you back to those pieces of you. And the deepest thing that it really is, is just self-trust, right? You stop looking outside of yourself for answers and you deeply, deeply know and trust yourself and where you're going and what you desire. Yes. I love that. Love it. Beautiful. Okay. So could you tell us like just a quick overview of what the different human designs are and maybe even just like a little bit about like what their role is, I guess, or if you would call it that, I'm not sure if that's how you'd say it. Yeah, absolutely. So there are technically four types in human design. I really love to differentiate generators from manifesting generators, but basically what what our strategy is is our kind of surrender to our flow and within these types there's different things to integrate and embody and if you guys don't know your human design type you can go to mybodygraph.com enter your information and then you can figure out which which type you are but basically within the four types there are manifestors projectors 
generators with a subcategory of manifesting generators and reflectors, right? And so each of these human design types, even though like there's different percentages of the population that are each of these types, this really is about the science of differentiation. So even if you're a manifesting generator, the way you show up compared to another manifesting generator is gonna be completely different. And so it's really about not looking at the percentages, but looking at how you can uniquely integrate and embody your design because it is something that is so, so expansive, right? And so um, I'm just gonna go into like the basic percentages of each. And the one thing I want to say is that the percentage does not mean that one type is more special or less special than the other. Each of us is special and unique and something that can happen is because generators are such a, a, a big percentage of the population, they're about 70%, 35% um, generators, 35% manifesting generators uh, approximately, right? people can get into the space of, oh, I wish I was more rare or, oh, I wish I was more special. And it's like you are, right? And so that's one thing I wanted to put a disclaimer about is kind of that percentages thing. So I'm going to go into like the each of these types and just like a, a little piece of guidance that you can tap into for each of them. How does that perfect. sound? Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yay. Okay, beautiful. So First one um, is generators. Um, you guys are about 35% of the population. And you, what's really, really important for generators to realize is that you guys have this really, really beautiful energy, right? You guys are like the classic builders of, of society. And you guys are very, very into mastery. So you really master the things that you're doing. And something that's very important for you guys to realize is you want to be mastering things for you, right? because other people can feel this energy that you have they can feel the 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 energy from your from your centers and really want to utilize and co-ops that energy for their purposes and this is why a lot of generators even though they have this energy they feel burnt out because they're not doing things that light them up they're working towards what lights other people up right and so what it really is is this tuning into what lights you up because that's when your energy has this this expansiveness to it and it builds off of itself because we within being a generator or a manifesting generator you have this sacral that lights up and gives you more energy when you say yes to things that are yeses and no to things that are no's so one piece of advice for generators is really make sure you're you're doing what lights you up making sure that you are not saying yes to things that are no's and also generators will go through these lulls right these they'll they'll be in this space of really mastering the thing that they're doing and then they'll go through a period of a lull where it'll feel like nothing's happening or like they're regressing and something that's really important for you guys to look at if you're a generator is to understand that there is no regression it's just an integration period and if you allow yourself to be in that space you will shoot back up into another period of mastery another period of high energy right so that's something to really honor if you are a generator. Now, if you are a manifesting generator, also approximately 35% of the population, you're very, very similar to generators. You are technically a generator type, but you guys are a little bit more multi-passionate and fast, right? So they have this, this defined throat center. And so what they're really here to do, which I think is so much fun and so cool, and I have seen this in my life as well, being a manifesting generator, 
is you really understanding that you do not need to sacrifice at all and you get to be all parts of you, which is the coolest thing ever. I've seen so many manifesting generators when they really honor this, they feel like they're all over the place and their audience and their people move with them, right? They're the people who are painters and artists and singers and, and they do this thing and have this side hustle and they're so, so much fun, right? There's really this fun energy about them. And so what they're really, really looking at is going into this space of allowing themselves to be more fully expressed in the things that they want to do and also looking at the things that they're saying yes to that are no's, right? Because when they get into that full expression, it's like they're so, 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 so magnetic. And they're going to have this, this powerful energy that is fun and alluring and takes people with them. And really just allowing themselves to pivot when it's time to pivot is very important for them. A huge piece of conditioning for both generators and manifesting generators is looking at negative what ifs, right? So really looking at where am I looking at negative what ifs and where can I flip this into what if this works? What if this goes better than ever expected? So that's kind of the generator's piece. Oh, I, I love it. I just literally learned so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. It's, it's so expansive. It's so, so cool. So the next one is manifestors. The, you guys are about nine to 10% of the population and manifestors are really, really special because they, they have, they're, they're the big idea people, right? They get the ball rolling on these just unique, crazy, fun ideas. And they have just all of these downloads and these really, really beautiful ideas that they're able to kind of get the ball rolling on. But something about manifestors is they don't have this defined sacral, right? So they have less energy to utilize. So what they're really, really trying to do is I recommend that manifestors get in a space of having powerful networks, having powerful people in their world, right? Because manifestors really do have the big ideas, but they're not meant to fully, fully execute things. A, a really important piece for manifestors, if you're a manifestor, you need, 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 need to prioritize your rest, right? Because your intuition can get blocked if you are operating like a generator and go, 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 going. And society has con conditioned manifestors to really be in a space of go, 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 push, 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 make it happen, make it happen. And while a manifestor can make it happen because they get these ideas, if they're not resting, they're not going to be receptive to these ideas. They're not going to be receptive to their divine guidance that's always there for them, right? So really allowing themselves to rest and also they should be informing, right? When we get deeper into like human design, manifestors can have these big ideas and run with them. You have to tell people around you what you're doing or people are going to feel like you're flaky, feel like you can't commit, feel like they're being left behind. So keeping the people around you on the same page is going to be very beneficial for you as a manifester. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Um, another one is projectors. I, I love projectors and it's so, so funny because um, a lot of my clients have been projectors. A lot of my friends have been projectors. It seems like me and projectors just like love each other, which is, I think, hilarious. But um, you guys are about 20% of the population and projectors are special in a different way, right? You guys are really people who are able to guide energy. Like you are very intuitive and sensitive and really wise, right? So 
basically you you guys also do not have a defined snake girl center so you don't have the energy to work like a generator or a manifesting generator right and so within projectors you guys you guys do work but basically you are able to you're you're very process oriented right and you are very able to streamline energy and what would take a generator maybe eight hours to do you guys can do in three or four hours, right? So you're very, very good at being efficient and effective within your work, right? And you're not meant to work really long hours, right? So that there's this piece of streamlining and also something that's very, very special about projectors is you guys are able to see people. Like you really, really see people. Something about manifestors is they really see themselves. Projectors, you see people, but you don't see yourselves, right? So you're able to help people see their blocks. You're able to tell people how, how they can best utilize their energy, where they're stuck, where they're blocked. I think this is such a, a power, like a superpower, because you're so intuitive and so absorbing that you can kind of get underneath the surface of what people need, what people desire, and help them get there. My biggest piece of uh, advice for projectors is really making sure that you're waiting for an invitation when it comes to, to sharing that advice, right? Because you see everything around you and like, that could be fixed, that could be fixed, that could be fixed, right? And sometimes people aren't receptive to that. So what you're really doing when it comes to waiting for the invitation, you're not sitting in a corner waiting. You're living your life, you're doing your thing, you're speaking about the things you care about very loudly, but then to give somebody specific advice, you want to be making sure that you are invited. And the biggest piece of this for projectors, the biggest piece of conditioning, not seeing yourself, right? As a projector, you really, really have to own your power and own your magnificence, right? Because it's hard for you to give advice and see yourself and be able to help other people if you're not seeing how amazing you are innately as you are. Something that I always say to my projectors is what comes easily to you is magic to other people, right? Mm. I have a projector friend <laughs> who is going to love hearing that. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It's, it's always the biggest breakthrough for projectors is to really just step in this, into this place of self-anointing themselves as the best thing ever because you guys like all of us are but projectors in particular i've seen just have this this ability to see others and this inability to see themselves and when they step into that they are so magnetic because their aura just is so expanded right mm -hmm. okay and the last human design type that i want to talk about reflectors you guys are one percent of the population which is really cool right and each reflector i have found you guys you guys are completely open in your chart in your centers so basically reflectors in and of themselves each reflector is almost a different human design type right all reflectors are so so different and what you guys really are is you are the mirrors and the sages of society right so you you reflect the energy back of what you're absorbing from other people, right? So something that I, I've seen really, really powerfully within per reflectors is they are able to be so intuitive and be able to tell how people are feeling, where society is going, all of these pieces that other people just don't have the same receptivity to. And something that can happen is reflectors can really see people in their best light and get disappointed by that, right? Because they hold such high expectations of society, of people, because they really have this beautiful ability to see society and people's 
ultimate potential. And sometimes people don't meet that potential, so they can really fall into a lot of disappointment. So if you're a reflector falling into a lot of disappointment, it's time to look at those expectations and really find a lot of surprise in your life. That will kind of mitigate this feeling of disappointment and really tap into the pieces of you get to be surprised by so many things in your daily life. So if you're a re reflector, really tapping into how surprising is it that you get to make coffee for yourself and it tastes phenomenal? How surprising is it that the weather is beautiful today? And I've seen that be so, so effective in a reflector tapping into that deeper power and that deeper intuition. And one last piece that I wanna say for reflectors is you guys need a loan time, right? You guys absolutely need a loan time. And this is a non-negotiable. If a reflector is around people constantly, they're not giving themselves time to clear everything that they're absorbing because you guys absorb everything. You guys absorb things in your environment. You absorb things on social media. You absorb the energies of people around you. So really giving yourself that time to clear and come back to yourself because like sometimes the way people talk about it in human design, it almost makes it seem like reflectors don't have a personality and that's not the case, right? You're just absorbing so, so much. So there is this, this you-ness to come back to at the beginning or end of the day when you find that alone time, which really allows you to get into the energy of what you desire and tap out of that disappointment, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, my boyfriend is a reflector and it's just so, sometimes it makes me crazy because like he always <laughs> constantly like reflects things back to me without him even realizing that he's doing it. And it, it's like, oh my gosh, like I can't even believe it, but it's good because it feels like I learn a lot about myself being around him. Right. Oh, totally. They're such mirrors and it's so, so cool. And it, it, they're really, really powerful at like reflecting back to us, like where, where we're, where we're, our energy is out of alignment, where we're being in misalignment in our, our, the things that we desire, right? It's, it's really interesting and really cool being a reflector. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been an interesting journey. That's for sure. <laughs> but when I learned that that's what he was, I was like, well, it makes total sense because from the first day I met him, I felt like he's mirroring things to me and it just completely confirmed it. Oh, totally. It's so fun to find out your design and be like, oh, okay, everything makes sense suddenly. <laughs> right? Yeah. So one thing you mentioned at the beginning when you were talking about how you got into human design and you said, I'm a projector like that. I think that was how you phrased it. So what yeah. I was curious about is, is it possible that we, we have our design, but then we may have elements of other designs or like we could choose to take on elements of other designs if we feel like that really works for me, if that's kind of how I am. Like, I'm thinking obviously Absolutely. the multi-passionate thing because I'm a generator, but I am insanely multi-passionate. So like, obviously Absolutely. that's more like a manifesting generator. Yes, a hundred percent. And so something that's really, really interesting. And I, I study very deeply into the gene keys, which is a portion of human design, right? And all of this to say, even though human design is the science of differentiation and we put things into categories, it exists on a spectrum, right? And so there could be generators who act more like manifesting generators. There could be projectors mm -hmm. who act more like generators. And there's a lot of different factors that go into this, right? Like what your profile is, what your defined and undefined centers are, what hanging gates you have, what channels you have, right? What conditioning you have. There's so many different pieces when it comes to human design. And so it really, the biggest piece 
uh, when it comes to knowing what's right for you is tapping back into that authority. And I know both you and I are sacral authorities. So our sacral is really guiding us. So your sacral will tell you things to follow that are more multi-passionate possibly, right? Or my sacral will say, hey, we need more naps, right? It's, it's kind of funny how people talk about human design because within human design, we make big, huge sweeping generalizations of like, projectors only work four to six hours and take naps and generators are the workers. And these are things that these generalizations help us understand human design because it is such a deep subject, but also these generalizations aren't always the case for us, our chart and how we need to be expressed in the world. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. makes complete sense. So it's like when you actually know your own chart, then you have the idea of like, okay, yeah, actually I am more like this and more like that versus just being very general. This is how it is. Totally, totally. And sometimes those pieces can be conditioning, right? Sometimes a projector can feel like they want to work all day and that may feel like what's in alignment for them, but that might actually be societal conditioning of you have to work really hard, right? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to human design, people can get really intellectual about it and they can go very deep into okay what's this and what's this and what's this and what this but when you first dive into human design i recommend to you guys that you don't go that deep because the thing that's going to serve you the most is understanding your type your strategy and your authority those are the first step the first pieces of embodiment that so many people skip because they intellectualize it and then they start diving into their channels and their gates and human design doesn't give you an opportunity to change your life if you don't actually embody it and practice it you know mm -hmm. yeah i mean that makes total sense and i could see how you want to apply the the basics right the foundations before you just start doing all these other things and trying to figure oh, out other things Oh, totally. And it's, it's such a mastery, right? And even, even me, who's been practicing human design for such a long time, when I have pieces of conditioning come up, it's back to my strategy and authority, right? I always go back to those basics because those are such a path to alignment for us. And those are pieces that you get to continue to master and continue to deepen. And then you get to dive into the, the deeper layers of human design because it is this just such a complex system but when you break it down into what's my strategy what's my authority what's an alignment for my type then you get to expand off of there right yeah so could you explain a little bit more about like the strategy authority thing because obviously like there are probably people who are like oh i don't i don't understand like i know you mentioned sacred authority so like i know that's not the only one so what else is there Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are actually so many authorities. I think there's nine different types. Oh, wow. So within, within looking at your authority, that's gonna be something that's very, very specific to what, cause there are some authorities that are specific to types and then there are some authorities that are not, right? And so like with, within being a reflector, you're always gonna be a lunar authority, but then there are, then there's like the emotional authority, sacral authority, splenic authority, then there's self-projected projectors, there's mental, mental projectors, there's all of these different things and all of these different pieces. So when you guys go to mybodygraph.com, you'll be able to dive more deep into your authority. And this is how you're really going to be making decisions, right? And so it will tell you kind of a brief synopsis of what your authority is, and you can start implementing on that right away. And when it comes to the strategy, that's actually specific to the type that you are. 
right? And your strategy is really not about how you make decisions, but how you interact with the world around you, how you interact with your environment, how you interact with other people. So like for a manifester, your, your strategy is really, really to inform, right? And so that's, that's that piece I talked about where manifestors should be telling people what they're doing, should be telling people what their next goal is, what their next plan is, what their bigger vision is. And that's something that will kind of keep them in a space of not feeling their not self theme, which is anger, right? For, for projectors, you guys are waiting for the invitation. So something that can get a projector out of alignment is going and saying, do this, do that do this, do that, and throwing all their advice everywhere. And people can respond to them with bitterness, right? And they can feel bitter themselves. And it really is about conservation of energy, right? Like for a projector, they wait to inform, to conserve their energy for the people who are ready to hear what they have to say, right? And for generators and manifesting generators, your strategy is to respond. And something that people can get confused about when it comes to response is, you're not just sitting in a corner waiting for things to respond to. You are constantly in a state of response if you are a gen or a mani gen, right? And so this means responding to your environment, responding to the music you're listening to, responding to the food you're eating, responding to fabrics. Like I'm that manifesting generator. Every time I'm go, I go shopping, I cannot buy anything without touching it, right? Because yep. your senses are very activating for that response, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes and sense. Then, yeah, it's so, so powerful. And then also for like reflectors, your strategy is to really wait a lunar cycle for big decisions, right? We're not waiting a lunar cycle to see if we need to go out with friends or what we should eat or what to wear, right? There's this, this strategy of really waiting for a lunar cycle for big decisions. And this is a guideline as opposed to an actual rule, because sometimes we can't wait a whole 28 days for a lunar cycle. Sometimes we need to make a decision within 10 or 15 days, but just really being aware of not making that snappy split second decision is going to be really, really helpful for reflectors to sample the energy and figure out if this is actually a yes or a no for them. Wow. Yeah, that's really helpful. And so if someone wants to start applying this to their lives more, like, like what would you recommend the first thing they do, obviously, other than go figure out what their human design is? Yeah. So obviously first step, figure out what your human design is, figure out what your strategy and authority is and start really getting into a space of making decisions from your authority and feeling out life through your strategy. Your strategy and authority are going to be the most important pieces of what you're looking at to start implementing on your design. So that it really does come down to this awareness of like, how have I been interacting with my environment? And something I always recommend is like, if somebody finds out that they're a sacral authority or an emotional authority, looking back at when you made decisions in alignment with your authority and also when you made decisions out of alignment with your authority because this will start to train you to be like oh now i understand that as as an emotional authority when i rush things things just don't work out right yeah. or when as a sacral authority i got up in my head with making this decision in the past now i know that i have this sacral guiding me so really looking at those past events will give you the awareness to move forward in your life with and this is something that gets to be low pressure right when ra uruhu talks about the experiment which is the seven years of like deconditioning and integration within your human design 
it is a process. It takes time. It is an experiment. So not putting pressure on yourself to get this right, right away, but to just be really fun and light and enjoy the process of exploring how it feels for you, how it works for you within how you're interacting with your environment and how you're making decisions for yourself is like the biggest piece that I can give. Do not go down the human design rabbit hole and try to learn everything in one day because that will overwhelm you right? Human design is meant to feel expansive and beautiful. It's not meant to put you in a box. It's not meant to feel overwhelming and it's not meant to be intellectualized. It's meant to be embodied. Yeah. I love that. And if someone did want to go deeper, is there like, do you offer readings? Is that something that's like available out there for them? Yeah. So basically within, within the way I coach readings, haven't been something that have resonated as deeply with me as a human design coach. This, this is such a permission slip for anybody who doesn't want to do things that you're expected to do because as a manifesting generator, my sacral has said no to readings. And so basically within readings, I don't do individual readings. I do readings as add-ons to packages because then people get to really embody their design mm -hmm. and not treat it as a party trick. Right. So what I do in terms of really learning your design is I do free masterclasses. I've got a ton of free masterclasses in my Facebook group, Aligned Ascension for Spiritual Entrepreneurs. If you guys want to join that, you can see these free trainings that I do for embodiment for your sacral, learning to be more embodied as a projector, learning how to tap into your intuition. All of these pieces, my free masterclasses are where you start to dive into that embodiment. And then if you want to go deeper, what I do is I have one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have masterminds and I have packages that include readings, but they're also about embodiment, right? Because I've noticed that when I do, when I used to do readings for people, they'd be like, oh, okay, permission to go take naps every day. And they'd never embody the information. And I'm here for embodiment, right? I'm here for that deeper expansion and that deeper dive. So readings are something that I do within embodying your design and going deeper, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. Um, that's yeah. awesome, actually. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yep. It's such a permission slip and people are always so caught off guard. They're like, you're a human design coach that doesn't do readings. And I'm like, yep, my sacral said no. So <laughs> permission to follow your intuition, even if it makes no sense. Yes. Love it. All right. So we are getting close to the end of the episode. So I would just love for you, if there's anything else you wanted to leave them with or tell them or anything like that, if you want to share that now. Yes. Oh my gosh. Just everyone enjoy your dive into human design. Make sure you're not intellectualizing the information. Make sure you're in a space of embodiment and really see it as just a more fuller way for you to trust yourself, to integrate with yourself. And if you are looking for ways to connect into human design, definitely join my free Facebook group. Watch some of those master classes. Those will be so expansive for you. I occasionally do human design card pulls in my group, which is a really fun way for you to ask specific questions based on your human design and profile. And if you guys want to go deeper with me, um, you guys can always message me. I have an incredible rolling mastermind, a human design and energetics embodiment mastermind. And I also always take one-on-one -on -one clients when I have the space and availability. So those are some really fun ways to work with with me and dive into the world of human design and really just see it as an expansive opportunity to deepen into you because it really is the path back to you. Love it. That is so good. Yay. Oh my gosh. This was like amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, you've given us so much to think about and so much to dive into, and I'm very excited to do that myself and to join your Facebook group. And I can't wait for them to check out the episode and do the same.
Oh my gosh, me as well. This was so, so good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode of the And Life podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to share it with your friends. And until next time, remember, feeling good is the point and the path. Thanks for listening to the And Life podcast. My mission is to raise the vibe of the planet and make it normal for people to have it all and feel good in the process. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a positive review and share the link with your friends so they can listen too. For more from me, be sure to visit my website, jenniferblanchard.net, and join my free Facebook group, The Feel Good Life Club. 